It was just after midnight when Lady Jane slipped out from the mansion, breathing heavily and with barely suppressed excitement and wearing only a thin nightdress which clung to every curve of her young body. Making her way between the trees, illuminated by the full moon, she entered the glade where her gypsy lover, Ronaldo, stood. His tall, handsome body, every muscle firm and taut from a hard day of tarmacking drives. Gosh, you look firm and taut. He swept her into his arms and she yielded to his embrace. He pulled her close to him and whispered hotly in her ear the words she yearned to hear. Oh, darling. You're listening to Staggering Stories Podcast number 41. Oh, bloody hell. I am Tom Baker. I am Tom Baker. I am Tom Baker. Ah, but I am the real Tom Baker. <laughs> Launching without further ado into El Presidente with the news. Ah, ah, the news. Ah, Is it good news. Orbs. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Oh, ah. Surprise, surprise. The TARDIS will undergo a full redesign when Matt Smith joins in 2010. Now, we're not talking about an external redesign, are we? Are we going to have to Partially. get a petition up? I think no. we are having a, not a redesign, but an external spruce up. What I'm trying to say is we're mm. not going to relive the Colin Baker farce again, are we? The Hammond organ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we might do, but not permanently. God, the outside is getting a bit of a makeover. Yeah, yep. real Keith says, but the inside is going to be, according to a source, be the most high-tech, intricate TARDIS ever. Oh, the source. Was it Daddy's or HP? Yes. You're an idiot. Sorry. Was. One or the other. Well, right. <laughs> Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee. The vast toffee, MN. MN. Is apparently interested in distancing himself from the prior regime. I can understand that. I can understand that. There's a new bloom. Mm. Oh, and out, all that out with the old and in with the new. Um, yeah, but as we mentioned last time, I think, they had to change it to yes. high def. Yeah. So yeah. it's going a bit further than just reading. Because yeah. I, I think it has been mentioned that the uh, coral-like buttresses and columns <laughs> yeah. will actually be revealed to be polystyrene. Yeah. On, on high okay. def. Well, maybe they are. Yeah, well, yeah. Why can't they? Know, yeah. <laughs> We've got leopard skin TARDIS. Perhaps it's polystyrene skin TARDIS. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why not? More Doctor Who news. Ooh. Yeah. The news of the world. Okay. <gasps> that font of all knowledge has uh-huh. said that Hannah Murray is to be the next companion. Who? Mm. The article says, I've been told who's about to become Doctor Who's new sidekick. Yep, Matt Smith can look forward to the fine and beautiful Hannah Murray. Yeah. You know, Cassie from Skins. No. no, <laughs> no unfortunately, I've never watched Skins. Never watched this. I know of Skins, mm-hmm. but I've never watched it. Apparently the Beeb want to keep it ultra secret. <laughs> yeah. This is I if it's true at all. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There may be truth to it. They starred opposite each other on the stage, along with Lindsay Duncan mm-hmm. in That Face. Ah. Highly critically acclaimed for writing and acting. Apparently. So maybe Matt Smith and or Lindsay Duncan put a good word in for her. So maybe Any she time got the casting yeah. session. Maybe more. Who knows? You heard it here. Not first. No. Nope. Right. Big finish. Are uh, remaking the lost season of Doctor Who. Evil no, of, no not, not the, the lost. The cancellation season. Um, the season it before Trial of a Time Lord. Apparently all the scripts were written in one form or another. They mm-hmm. just got never got made. Didn't they release them as target books a while uh, ago? The, I them, yeah. believe they released the first two, possibly three three target books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is uh, The Nightmare Fair, uh, Mission to Mangus, and Ultimate Evil. Yeah, they are making these with original cast. Colin Nicola, basically. Colin Nicola. Is Michael Goss still with us? He is still alive, but he's not playing the part of the toy maker, no. But they are getting uh, Nabil Shaban in to return as Sill. Excellent. For Mission to Mangus. November this year we'll see the release of The Nightmare Affair, Mission mm-hmm. to Mangus has already been recorded with Nabil Shabam. Yeah. Uh, it depends how many other film scripts they can dig up. I've heard there's eight in all. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Which is strange because I think there's only six uh, stories actually planned, but uh, there we go. But we should find out the full lineup by the end of April. Oh, cool. 
Look forward to this. Yep, so would I. Ooh, good news. Yes, the BBC has given the go-ahead for uh, a second season of the truly wonderful Being Human. Ooh, yeah. excellent. That's good. And it's going to be eight episodes this time around. How many was it this time? Six. 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 Ah. The controller of BBC Drama yeah, said he was very excited about the show's second run. He said it's a distinctive modern series that has captured the imagination of the BBC. Ooh, and it says it signals a real breakthrough for drama on the channel. Yep. Mm. Yeah, which is very, very well. encouraging. Yeah. Mm. So the BBC star seemed to be on a slight bit of a rise at the moment. They very much do. Various mm. programmes that they're churning out. The same cannot be said for Life on Mars, no. the ABC version, oh. which has version. been axed after one series. Uh, no real surprise. No, Not no. really. It's expected to complete its 17-episode run with oh. a wrapping-up story, including an explanation of how Sam Tyler gets transported back in time. So they are, mm. they are actually allowing them to finish the season? Yes. I think they're making mm-hmm. them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what with things in the past, such as uh, Eli Stone and yeah. uh, pushing up stopping days, stopping mid-series, yeah. mm-hmm. Firefly just stopping it. Mm. Same things happened to Knight Rider. Oh dear, what a shame! Damn oh. pity, isn't it? <laughs> There's no hoff in it. Yeah, NBC announced on March the fifth that it's cancelling it. Apparently, it was down to the ratings; they didn't yeah. have any. Yeah, mm. and they lost nearly thirty-three percent of their audience mm, from the first grief. episode and never really recovered. Mm. Yep. However, Dollhouse and Sarah Connor, oh, although ratings yes. are down. Down, lower than expected when DVR or PVR whatever your preference may be is taken into account they're actually doing a lot better Dollhouse ratings increased by about 30% when you take Ooh, yeah. DVR recordings into account and Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles up by 36% Crikey uh, Forgive me if I'm wrong this is the first time I've heard of them actually including recordings into a... well, They don't generally and that's yeah. the problem that's why yeah. series like this get cancelled Yes mm, yeah. If they're on Friday night and it's out Yeah Exactly <laughs> Whether it makes a difference or not is open to debate because people who DVR these things such as myself tend to fall through the adverts <laughs> so <laughs> advertisers don't really care which is DVR defeating the object because mm, they want the mm-hmm. people so that may or may not be good news but interesting ooh more good news for Star Trek fans woo woohoo really <laughs> shut the dead <laughs> oh, if only <laughs> No, apparently the Star Trek The Experience exhibit oh. in Las Vegas is going to be reopened. Oh! Mm. Apparently a new restaurant and retail shop is going <laughs> to be opened to coincide with the opening of the uh, new Star Trek movie. Oh. Uh, the Star Trek The Experience, which did have its home at the Las Vegas Hilton, will move to the Neonopolis Centre, which is all still in Las Vegas. And apparently it said this is going to be a major part of the downtown redevelopment. Uh, so Otherwise it's, it's a slum, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are there any slums in Las Vegas? Well, a couple of the light bulbs. Mm, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. The old experience featured a restaurant and bar, shops and motion simulator rides, yeah. including a Klingon Encounter and <laughs> Borg Invasion 4D. Apparently, a new version of Quark's Restaurant and Bar and uh, a Museum of the Future are going to be included in the uh, new exhibition. So no rides at the beginning, just a restaurant and bar, and they're hoping to add rides it's, later. If yeah. it, later on, yes. If it takes mm-hmm. off. Do you remember many, many, many years ago when um, NASA named one of their shuttles the Enterprise? Mm. Oh, yes. 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 Well, something similar seems to be happening with the um, space stations Node 3. Node they want... 3. NASA have asked people to help with the naming of Node 3 <laughs> and they said the name should reflect the spirit of exploration and cooperation embodied by the space station and following the tradition set by Node 1 Unity mm-hmm. and Node 2 Harmony. Harmony. There are four contenders so far. In fourth place is Venture with 5% of the votes. Uh-huh. Third place is Earthrise with 6% of the vote. Ooh. Second place is Legacy with 7% of the vote but our runaway leader with 83% of the vote is Serenity yes <laughs> voting's open till March the 20th we'll put a link up on the site yep we will so I voted Vote Serenity. Yeah, mm, vote so Serenity. Vote you Serenity, voted yes. For Earthrise. No, I didn't. You accidentally clicked on <laughs> No, no, I didn't. I voted Serenity twice. Twice. Oh. And finally, a word from our sponsors. And now, Paramount have brought forth three fragrances, three ways to scent your body in the true traditions of Star Trek. First, there is Red Shirt. Live every day like it was your last. Then there is Ponfar. Drive your man wild. And of course, the best to last, there is Tiberius. (laughs) (laughs) We are not kidding. They are. Powerman have released, in connection to uh, the new Star Trek movie, these 
fragrances. Smells. Smells. <laughs> smells. Yeah, that's yes. the best way to describe mm. At least the smell. You've got red coat, red coat, red, red shirt, shirt, smell, red shirt. Randy mm. Vulcan smell, and Kirk and smell. Uh, why no Klingon smell? Yeah. Well, that would be just I pure testosterone. wood Klingon. Yeah. No, apparently these fragrances are going to be released in April, so expect a consumer test on this uh, podcast very soon. April 1st, by any chance? I wonder. <laughs> Talk for <Yes>. yourself. <laughs> Oh and one last thing, um, smartly connected back to Doctor Who. Right. In the papers over the past two weeks, apparently someone has had the bejeebas scared out of them due to a Dalek invasion. Apparently it was in Bewley? Bewley in Hampshire. Bewley yeah. in Hampshire in England. They were cleaning out an old pond, an old pool, moved a log, and this Dalek head bobbed to the surface. I tell you, it's a good job it wasn't one of us. There would have been screaming and running away with voices shouting, I knew it was all true! (laughs) What am I... How the hell it got there? Well, obviously they must have been doing some filming nearby and... uh, The only filming was done... I'm going to show my sad side now. Apparently the only filming that was done in that area was uh, uh, Colin Baker. The only Colin Baker... The Colin Baker. Yeah, the Colin Baker, maybe. Ketchup and mash be upon him. And the only Dalek colour scheme was white and gold. This one was grey. Now, yeah, mm, but the paint right. could have all been yeah, well, discoloured by some years off. in the water. Mm. And also, uh, apparently, they did some filming there during Pertwee's did they? time. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I, so, I stand corrected. Yeah. Or someone could have just nicked it and chucked mm. it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll dredge Pertwee out as well. Oh, oh maybe. Hello, we haven't said hello. Yes, hello, Hedda Pertwee. Hello, He's Pertwee. looking at the back of your neck. He is, with a hungry expression. What's <laughs> yeah. rubbish? Well, yeah. <laughs> his tongue oh, uh. <laughs> well at least he's looking at us now I mean he's been blanking us for the past few weeks he has oh, yeah. yep. he's not happy he didn't go to convention though is he? Oh, right. oh, no, oh no we should have taken him should yeah we should him. have actually yeah. and with that tenuous link <laughs> we've all been to a convention <laughs> bounty, 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 for the bounty, first bounty. time in ooh many many far, many far years Perfect Day was the last one. Mm. Oh, and that was many years ago. Yeah. No, there was well, a Minicon before... Um, Dark yeah, Master. Yeah, Dark Dark Master. Master. Yeah. That doesn't count. And, <laughs> I, and I say we've all went, we didn't all go. Crumbly couldn't go because he's got to save his money for nuptials. We went to Time Quest, embarking. Hello to everyone who went to Time Quest. We had a really, oh, really good time. Thank you for having us. Yes, where we saw... Who did we see? We saw Louise Jameson, yep. Mary Tam, Tam yep. Gillian Brown, who, who played... Ohika. Yeah, in... Um, Brain of Morbius. That's the one. Who was absolutely fascinating. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the rest yeah. of you thought. I, I enjoyed her. Discussion. And Big Bad Tom. Ah, oh, hello. <laughs> who's oh. insane as a brick. He really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yep. John Leeson, Stuart Fell. Oh, yeah. And Nick Courtney. Nick Courtney, of course. Don't know about the rest of you, but I found it quite sad mm. watching Nick Courtney because, of course, he's he's not long had a stroke. Oh, good And my f- last memories of him were this big, loud man who signed his autograph with one hand and drank from his pint with the other, <laughs> yeah. holding a conversation whilst still paying attention to the person in front of him. Pint of whiskey, that is. Usually, yeah. 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 <laughs> Seven fingers, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, it was two fingers. Fingers, but it was the index yes. finger and the literal finger, so, yeah. you know. And the bit in between. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's still an impressive man, but yeah. slowed down a bit. He was still talking to you during the autographs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, obviously it wasn't quite as witty, and, and he was taking a very long time to sign the yeah. name. Yes. And he unfortunately had to drop out of doing the auction, because yeah. yeah. he wasn't quite up to it. No, no. But it's still, still good to see him. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Wonderful yeah. chap. All of him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So what do we think of the convention, El Presidente? Yeah, it was good. Um, particular highlights being Tom Baker's comedy hour. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually have an interview, did he? He didn't do a traditional panel. No, no. He knew it was going to be good when he opened with the line, I do like to sleep, I see it as wonderful practice for being dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, classic stuff. Yeah. And as for his phone call to from uh, John Pertwee... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was just wrong. That had to be seen to be believed. <laughs> what was it? Where are you, my dear chap? Oh, I... I'm so sorry. Yes, I can hear the crackling from here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The other great thing was uh, meeting... Some of you lot. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello to Gideon. Gideon and, and Tim. 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 That was nice. And it was that wonderful convention atmosphere. There's, there's these people you don't know. You've never met them before. It's hardly likely that you'll meet them again. But you have what this one thing in common that you can talk about. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember the name, but it was that guy we was having the natter with in the autograph queue. Mm. Uh, I don't know his name. Don't know who you were, but... but we met him at the nice pub Nice conversation. <laughs> and we had a shouted conversation across the pub, a pub 
pub about Bonnie Langford. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's not often I thought I'd find myself in a pub in London with butch men watching football, shouting about Bonnie Langford yeah. and getting out of there alive. Yeah, yeah, that, that was quite <laughs> remarkable too. Now, Gillian Brown I found absolutely fascinating. She had a lot of interesting things to say about her outlook on life. Mm. and how she would see it as a great shame if she didn't live up to her potential, her never-ending quest to get her screenplay seen. Yeah, mm. and um, her music as well. Yeah. I think it was her first convention. It was, it was her first mm. signing, and yeah. I don't know about you, but I'd find it overwhelming, but oh, God, she yeah. fit yeah. in perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. She, she was kind and courteous, and, and like so many of them, spent a few minutes chatting to you in the autograph queue. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. hoping that I would get to chat to Tom in the autograph queue, and he was very receptive to me looking at him grinning saying thank you and walking away quickly yeah, yeah, well, I, think I am your, pitiful yeah, I think your conversations with Tom went something along but ah and your name is and how do you spell that usual spelling <laughs> yeah. yeah traditional spelling mm, yeah. yeah he did also the two of us he did he did because he, he, I did mention that I hope your hand doesn't cramp up and he turned around and said no 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 that's okay at uh, RADA they do special autograph signing lessons <laughs> yes. he was he was an amazing oh, bloke yeah apart from obviously bill hartnell he's the only one of the doctors i'd never met yes. really never and, met him yeah <laughs> and ah uh, it was just a dream come true <laughs> any jealousy you'd like to expand crumbly any jealousy yes <laughs> <laughs> well being there yeah, the <laughs> yeah it was good it's good to see john leeson again as well oh yes yeah mm, i've seen cool. him at a couple of cons yeah yeah i might in the day yeah i reminded mm. him of the first convention I'd met him at back on the ferry in 1988. <laughs> oh, good grief, you were on that one. I was on that oh. one. Oh, God. He had to try and remind himself, but he did remember it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Weekend yeah. of travel sickness. Yeah. yeah. Sea sickness. Well, I'm not surprised on a ferry going across the North Sea. I mean. Nipping back to um, Nicholas Courtney, Jean, the friend we went with, reminded him that he was the one who introduced her to red wine. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's, it's an extra talent they have that they pretend to remember all these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though their memories may be sort of slightly clouded by alcoholic Alcohol. beverages. Yes, <laughs> yes. indeed. Certainly in the, in the lines of Tombo and mm, uh, yes. Mr. Courtney. Yeah. What is it you're saying about Tom Baker coming out on stage? When Tom Baker first appeared, you know, massive round of applause, and he stands on the stage telling us about things, but of course he hasn't got his microphone. You can't hear a word he's saying. The arms are flailing around and he's nattering away, but you can't hear a thing. So lifts the fingers up and sort of suddenly remembers and goes back to the bag and pulls out a bottle of red wine and starts talking into that <laughs> yeah. it was a comedy routine it was a comedy yeah. routine yeah. Yeah. yeah best way I can equate to it is ITV's audience with Billy Connolly yeah. You, yeah somebody asked him one question and that one question filled the whole he leads off on a tangent yeah the whole two hours yeah Tom was there answering questions every now and again but the, the answers had absolutely nothing to do with the questions <laughs> well, he was asked the really. one question from the little boy in the audience about the funniest moment and he ended up telling us about about his time mowing the lawn in a cemetery, which he referred to as mowing the tummies of the dead. Yeah, <laughs> the grave tummies, yeah. Uh, fascinating bloke. Oh, yeah. 25th of April, we're off to Invasion, again yes. embarking yes. at the Comprehensive School. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you haven't got a ticket, do try and get one. The legend that is Bernard Cribbins will be there. Oh, yeah. The Bernard. Mm. There'll Wolf. be some other people yeah. there as well, yeah. like Colin Baker and Mark Strix and a few others. But, you know, Bernard Cribbins is going <laughs> to be there. bold, bad Bernard. The Bernard Cribbins. Mm. Yeah. And so it'd be nice to meet some more of you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're sure to nip down the pub again afterwards. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, now we know where it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I need a bigger table. This time. No, yeah, so. it was. We did sort of move a couple of tables together, much to the bar staff's mild annoyance. But the thing that sticks with me about conventions then and now, when I used to do it back in the day and now, is you talk to people. Yeah, you yeah. just talk to people. Doesn't matter where they're from. You can continue a conversation that you started a year ago. <laughs> mm. Okay, leading on from one thing we enjoyed very much to another thing we enjoyed very much. That's a weak link. That's a very weak link. <laughs> Weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Being human.
Yeah. It's finished. Oh. For now. For now. now they've, yep. they've got a second season. Go on, El Presidente. What did you think? It's very good. It wasn't a comedy at all, really. It had no. comedic moments. Moments, yeah. So we read that completely wrong, didn't we? The first yeah, episode, it, we thought it was going to be a well, comedy. It's not a comedy. <laughs> the first episode, there were quite a few comedic moments in yeah. it. And same with, if memory serves, the pilot episode okay. was very funny. Okay. That was last year, someone, I think. Yeah, I missed year. the pilot and I missed the first episode of yeah. the series as well. Yeah. So I but, went in and it was looking a bit dark. Yeah, but I, I got into so, it. as the series progressed, it certainly got darker and throwed its more tragic roots. It sounded like a really weak concept, really. You've got a vampire, a werewolf, and a ghost living in a house. Actually, it sounds like a joke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, yeah, I should say they're flatmates. Flatmates, well, housemates. But it, it worked, and uh, yes. it was very well scripted, very intelligently scripted. Yeah. It yeah. was almost believable, which is hard to explain yeah. given the, uh, the subject matter. But they did take a very realistic view of rather unusual mm. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. There were some genuinely nasty moments throughout the series as well. Well, yeah. The whole episode where um, the neighbours had decided that Mitchell was a paedophile. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible and it showed the pack mentality of the rabble. Mm. None of them knew who he was, none of them knew anything about him, but somebody had said the word paedophile, so... It's done. Yep. He's now a pariah. And considering through the first half of the season how much he tried to integrate... Yeah, he yep. wasn't he the, the one the who street. said they needed to try and be human? And and yep. the house party invited the neighbours yeah. round. Yep, it's only one E in pedo as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't that <laughs> but um, also I found it didn't take the standard path of a vampire you know the creature no. it, it did pick and choose from the legend slightly mm -hmm. and the oh, reflection the, and, and the religious symbol symbols, if you yeah. really believe but in it it, it yeah. treated it more to a certain extent like they do in the Discworld stories as an addiction yeah because he was trying to come off the blood he didn't need yeah. the blood to survive but he craved the blood yeah mm. but I did notice they kind of nicked it was in the penultimate episode when a vampire was staked. Oh, yeah. They did kind of nick from Buffy the whole um, turning to dust <laughs> thing. Yeah. It was done differently from Oh, it Buffy. was, because the, the dust sort of headed off up to heaven, yeah, as it were. Yeah. It, in Buffy, the stakings are more of an explosive. Yeah, this, this was more a just, gradual disintegration. Yeah. yeah. And died of loss of blood or whatever. Yeah. You instantly explode. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I tell you, though, Russell Tovey, all the way through, I've listened to people say, oh, he was wonderful, he was wonderful. And mm. I wasn't quite getting it really? until the very last episode yeah. I thought he was he was too he squealed High too pitched. much I thought he was too stilted in his performance it was the same sort of thing I'd seen before but then in the last episode he gives someone a look I can't remember what the line was. Can you remember the line? What did he say to him? That's annoying. The bit in the uh, last episode where he confronted Herrick alone, the yeah. police chief, and I can't remember what he said to him, but the look on his face, it was as if it was a completely different actor. He basically warned him off, threatened him, yeah. mm. and it was amazing. And just in that instant, I suddenly become a Russell Tovey fan. <laughs> <laughs> Although, as um, real Keith has said to me, the guy who played Herrick was outstanding. Oh, yeah. I mean, very, very he, good. He was the head vampire wasn't he and definitely it was, head yeah. by the end of it yeah well. <laughs> and it was cool calm collected we're doing this and it doesn't matter because we are the future yeah so we could do what we want yeah mm. completely insane oh but, god yeah know. yeah <laughs> and who was glad to see oh should we do spoiler music who was glad to see owen get his comeuppance <laughs> Wasn't he a horrible piece of work? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Very. But you noticed that it sets it up for yeah. the next season. Yeah. The psychiatrist or psychologist in the prison. Oh, Whatever course, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not sure what he was. Yeah, what he was really. He was pretending to be a psychologist. Yeah. But what is he really? Don't know. And we never found out what was on the other side of the door. Yeah, her door. Don't think we can ever know. No, because well, it's for her eyes only. And we're not dead. No. Nope. <laughs> Don't think I am. I still love to know what she told him. Something about the other side. Yes, yeah, whispered it. Whispered she whispered something. something in Owen's ear. And you got the impression all the way through from what he said and from one of the old ghosts had said that there are men waiting mm -hmm. on the other side. Judgment. Yeah. And I don't know, it's making me a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's a, a damn good show all over. And uh, I think fine acting from all of them. Yep. Uh, what was her name? The vampire that uh, Mitch Lauren. turned. The portrayal of the... How can I put it? She acted like a drug addict who knew that she didn't have the strength to say no. Yeah. She knew she was going to slip off the wagon. Which is why she did what she did at she the was, end. Yeah, she was getting more and more desperate yeah. all the way through, trying to hang on to her humanity, but mm. being dragged into the dark. I think the only thing that maybe let it down was... Um, some of the I don't want to call them extras because they had lines the paedophile episodes yeah. mm-hmm. some of the extras some of the people in the crowd scene were just pretty awful it was <laughs> they may yeah. as well have stood there going rhubarb 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 because yeah. yeah. it was it was that stilted yeah. really? Yeah. didn't notice yeah, myself yeah I did <laughs> do you think it stands up to repeat viewing? oh definitely I think yeah it'd be best on second view I yeah. imagine yeah. Yeah. it's one of those things where you're going to spot additional things every time you watch it will we be getting it if it appears on DVD? oh I should think so yep and yeah. looking forward to a second series. Oh, God, yes, yes. Mm. One that Crumbly may watch. Indeed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. He's been a busy little beaver. He has. I person. have. I've been busy writing. Smoking pen. <laughs> smoking, smoking keyboard. Oh, smoking oh. keyboard. <laughs> smoking kipper. The, the ink gets on your teeth. Mm, it does. But yeah, it's a good, a fresh, original take yes. on... the whole horror mythology, really. Yeah, basically. Certainly, I liked the one where the other werewolf, his progenitor, turned up. Oh, yeah. Trying to train him, trying to help him, trying to form a pack, for want of a better word. And then when when George rejects him, he... Turns on him. Well, turns on him and shows him just what a type of a psycho he actually is. Mm. does make you wonder, is there going to be any difference in the characters in the new series? Because George stepped over to the dark side briefly at the end. Mm. Or could it be a case of if somebody threatens someone you love, you can step to the dark side with them, but as soon as you're back with your loved ones, everything's okay again? I think he may have stepped into the dark side but it's the reason why he stepped into the dark side. Did it for a good reason. Yeah. Mm. Maybe he knows his limits now as well, so maybe he can better judge. Again, it depends where they're going to be taking it in the second series. Can they maintain the momentum, or is it actually ultimately going to be a one-shot? Well, that's what I was thinking, because we've discovered what happened to Annie and the consequences of that. Yeah. So what are they going to have to... Well, she's now visible to everybody. I think they can push Annie's saga a little bit further because she turned her back on death door mm. so she now has these other set of power yeah. or abilities she's, she's effectively immortal I assume for yeah. a dead girl <laughs> yes <laughs> well I mean uh, when she found out who actually killed her she was going down the poltergeist route which was brilliant that's the route I'd go down if I was a ghost yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay mm. so being human 10 out of 10 oh definitely alpha plus three <laughs> thumbs up yep <laughs> exactly I wonder what El Presidente would think of it. Oh, yes. Attention, everyone. Time to face the TV screens. Oh, I'm excited. Mm. So am I. It's been a long time since we've heard from him. Viva El Presidente! Viva! Fellow citizens, it's been brought to the attention of my benevolent administration that many loyal workers in that pig-dog capitalist world are facing possible redundancy. This is entirely to my plans. Those outside my benevolent dictatorship... Now have a choice. Follow me or face an uncertain future. Would you rather eat dirt or the finest horse steak? Would you rather live in a cardboard box or the finest mass occupancy tower blocks in the world? Would you rather be watching the empty space where your TV used to be or the finest state-sponsored television entertainment in the world? Would you rather leave your dead on the side of the road or... But I'm drifting. Fellow citizens, welcome these poor souls unto my benevolent regime. Here endeth my address. Horse every time. Oh, it is. Mm. Yeah, horse yeah. Oh, who needs to think when you've got him to do it for you? Mm. I love my president. El Presidente is president. watching you. I love my president. Anyway, you know what it's time for now? What, 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 what? What's that say? Stuffing the cat. Stuffing the cat? <laughs> Not again. Oh, oh, horse steak? We had horse steak. Oh, all oh, right. Uh, ooh, finest state-sponsored television? Really? No. No? Well, let's have something else. All right, Doctor Who. Oh, OK, if we must. Right, following on from such greats as best music, worst music, funniest moment, least funny moment, 
Favourite companion, Adric. <laughs> Worst fake Tash, best fake Tash. Billy Piper won both. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, that was wrong. I'm so sorry. That's what waxing strips are for. Ouch. Ow. We at Staggering Stories would like to entertain you with our proudest and most embarrassing moments. Ooh, These are those I moments do. that make you feel good to be a Doctor Who fan or, well, just to pull out your Star Trek T-shirt and pretend you've never heard of it. <laughs> Is this one that's been sent in? Damned if I know. I think it was. it was. I think we should give credit because we don't want another Sarah, Sarah incident. Yeah, Sarah incident again, do we? Having looked through the archive, we've now discovered that this was suggested by Naya Dodson. Yay, Hello, Naya. Naya! Thank she, you. She, of the rather readable blog, it's very good. Oh, yes, have get over there yes. straight away. Well, wait until you finish listening to yes. this first. <laughs> won't you both? Yeah, well, probably, yeah. You can listen to this and nip over. Shut up now. Sorry. OK, I think I'll start this one. I, n- I never get to start. <clears throat> <clears throat> Fake Keith. Yes. What is your favourite... What was it? Proudest. Oh, sorry, sorry. What is your favourite proudest... No! <laughs> what is your proudest... OK. What is your proudest who moment? New. New who? Ooh. New who. New who. My proudest new who moment, right at the very beginning. A very good place to start. It was sitting on the bus on the way to work, listening to people talking about Rose and how good they thought it was and how oh. they think they might watch again next week. Either that or the moment my brother rung me up to personally blame me for the fact that his son wouldn't sleep because Blink had scared him. (laughs) Why this was my fault, I don't know, but made me feel proud to be a Doctor Who fan. (laughs) El Presidente. I'm afraid I have to agree with you. It has to be Rose, the episode, although Rose Tyler too. Uh, (laughs) It just was such a brilliant beginning. Everybody loved it. First time in my entire life. I can remember everybody loving Doctor Who. It's a great great time to be a fan yeah yeah and it's still continuing today right go on real Keith. well i think my proudest moment for certainly for new who was discovering and contributing to um Sorry, sorry. no well yeah <laughs> now that's more most embarrassing i think <laughs> uh he won't be back next week <laughs> it's uh contributing to the charity f- i can't remember the name of the charity now but for um david tennant's mother the oh the hospice, hospice in, yeah yeah and so it, nobody asked nobody demanded it was just a sort of a, a ground swelling of compassion not compassion to him grief for the situation and just donated this money which went on to the to the hospice yeah mm. it's the sort of thing people just do yeah it was just off the back it's very similar to the richard hammond thing where suddenly the um emergency air ambulance had more money than it knew what to do <laughs> yeah. with yeah, yeah. <laughs> true well when uh the first episode of the new season came out rose yeah mm. i mean it just goes to show how a television show once dismissed well by the common populace can undergo a renaissance of such staggering proportions mm. Mm. such a widely anticipated moment in well in television of the last you know, sort of 10 years yep. yeah knowing that's all you know, sort of doctor who is coming back revitalized and revamped i mean that has got to be well a very notable uh, moment that has proved all the critics wrong mm. yes, yes exactly and according to rumor some of the bbc chiefs as well, well indeed. Yeah. i've got one addendum to add to that I uh-huh. just thought of and that's the Doc 2 prom oh god oh, yes. yeah. yes, all yeah. those kids brought in to yeah. probably for the first time into a concert hall yeah. by their parents mm-hmm. who were ageing Doctor Who fans <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well a lot of them probably were Doctor Who fans but the kids yeah. dragged, dragged the them parents along. in yeah. a lot of those kids it was probably their first example of well classical Classics, music because yeah. mm-hmm. we had the ride something that didn't have going along in the background something that didn't order them to slap your hoe up <laughs> bitch <gasps> no no slap your hoe up bitch you said the b word twice then sorry. Would you stop it <laughs> sorry which leads us on to embarrassing who moments <laughs> go on then real keith your embarrassing new who moment the moment that made you think oh why do i watch this when i was confronted yeah. at work after love and monsters right yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. what the hell was that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> My answer was... <laughs> Looking very sheepish. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think we need to sort of take a... do a show of hands here, or a show of eyes. <laughs> Who else has got Love and Monsters stroke the Absorber Locks on their list? <laughs> Aye. It's on the list, but it's not the top um, of my list. No, that, yeah, that, I do have a few other... Um, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's your... That's it. It's, it. I was a supporter of Who all my life in one form or another, mm-hmm. and have suggested better programmes 
substance to it and has always championed things. And the new Who was, yep. as I said, up until that point, virtually a triumph. There wasn't a bad, which I would, I would point out and say, mm. bad, bad episode. Old, old star, old star, mm. bad episode. <laughs> and when that appeared, they finally saw their point at work and mocked me mercilessly, which I had to go and hide in the flam stores. <laughs> Got mocked for that one as well, but also on my embarrassing list is the whole Ghostbusters imitation uh, <laughs> impersonation. That was another thing I got asked, what the hell were they doing? <laughs> and I just went and made coffee. Oh Go on, Crumbly. Let's have your embarrassing moments. Uh, well. <laughs> got two ones, anyway. <laughs> Of course. Not the radish thing again. <laughs> Radishes? <laughs> well, Muppets in Manhattan has been documented very comprehensively uh, mm-hmm. elsewhere. I mean, the man with a Dalek on his head the pig creatures I mean those truly cringe inducing moments that make you want to crawl into a hole somewhere and sort of hide until it passes mm. I mean but I'd have to say Aliens of London and Third World War Slitheen constantly yeah. farting all the time I mean that was crass juvenile and totally <laughs> uncalled for and I just thought what the hell is all this about fair enough I could feel my cheeks reddening which ones uh, <laughs> these ones the ones oh. he smiles with mm. <laughs> which ones <laughs> why won't you answer the question. Let's <laughs> just have a dig at crumbly time. <laughs> El Presidente. We'll have to agree with some of those. Slovene is mm-hmm. on my list, definitely. Yazorbloff. Also, early Mickey. Yeah. Particularly yeah. from Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, despite my praise for it earlier. But I think the top of my list, they're not actually that bad, but I had a sinking feeling when I saw them with the aliens on platform one. Yeah. End of the world. Oh, what, like um, the mocks of Balhoon? Well, a lot, not him so much, the, but the other looked rather cheap and rather. The ones with the Nasty. bird heads. Yeah. 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 I thought, ah, is this, you know, where it's going to go? Is it going to go downhill rapidly after Rose? And I was a bit worried about that. But turns out... They turned out all right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, okay. they, they did stay in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, let's move back to old who. Back... I can hurt you with my pen. (laughs) El Presidente, start with you. Let's have your most embarrassing old who moment. Ooh, there's a couple here. Um, (laughs) Specifically, probably, uh, the Candyman. Ooh, I've got that one. I've got that one. Oh, Bertie Bassett. (laughs) No, not Bertie Bassett. That's That's the whole point, yeah. No, no, no. no. (laughs) That that is what I had down as my major. It's the same problem I had with the Absorbal Off. Probably we should say something about our age really uh, probably <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not say our age but uh, probably a cruel our, man our teenage years mm. are probably the years we're most likely to be embarrassed by Doctor Who very true and well, mine happen to be mm, kind of peer pressure Colin Baker yeah. Sylvester yeah. McCoy yeah. so that's probably why mine are around that and probably my most embarrassing bit is Sylvester's first season yeah. when he was clowning around like a complete idiot <laughs> I've got nothing against Sylvester McCoy he did a great job as a doctor but that first season his clowning his antics I, th- I felt kind of diminished the character rather and made me feel a bit embarrassed about being a dog too fan <laughs> <laughs> well he made up for it though I think you're right though because um, Peter Davis in my mind could do no wrong with his bland brown <laughs> bland yeah. that's the one Colin Baker though as much as I adore him a lot of the stuff they made him do just made me cringe except for funnily enough most of Trial of a Time Lords mm, things yeah. like um, Mind Warp and Mysterious Planet I thought he was particularly good in that mm. but then Mel was introduced and he <laughs> kind of descended back into um, God knows what Carrot juice, carrot juice that's mm. exactly the line ah. that was the point at which I thought I wonder if Coronation Street's really that bad let's have a look and see <laughs> and Great it was final line. <laughs> yeah and it was mm. <laughs> Candyman is what I was specifically pointing to but uh, uh, President Nick that really the same reasons as the uh, Absorbaloff. Mm. It's yeah. trying to justify it when somebody stands in front of me going, what the <laughs> hell was that? I don't know. I'm so sorry, it's not my fault. It's good <laughs> And also, I have vivid memories of Time and the Rani trying to justify the lizard creatures they had. The humanoid lizards. Uh, 
I thought they were very good. I thought they were very good, but somebody buttonholed me and said, what the hell was that? Why were they running in such a stupid, pathetic fashion? (laughs) But I I was trying to explain that it's a different life form. They would do things differently. Perhaps they go to the lure differently. It comes out of the head type (laughs) thing. You know, but that's what I remember being buttonholed by that. We all seem Hmm. to have had to spend an exorbitant amount of time trying to explain the Colin Baker years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and justify your interest mm. in this, this programme. Crumbly, get us out of this. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. <laughs> oh, no. oh my, my litany of um, old who embarrassing oh, moments. Okay, we well, as I say, Horns of Nymon, even though I haven't seen the episode. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to see the episode. I just want to see it just out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> I mean, with the mugging to the camera, the pantomime-style acting... All the split the, underpants. That's PJ Proby, that is. <laughs> I mean, all they need are the, the audience to go, oh, yes, he is. He's mm. behind mm. you. There's George say. Takai. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. One that I did have to explain to my peers was Planet of the Spiders <laughs> and their totally unconvincing arachnoid life forms. <laughs> Alien 19, spiders. Yeah, yeah, it was 1973. Come on. Yeah, but the thing is, when you've got Sarah Jane running round <laughs> as, as, you know, falling down the slope of moderate inconvenience, as she normally does. Decades yeah. later. But yes. <laughs> and then to have this giant plastic spider yanked on a piece of nylon fishing line onto her back... <laughs> I mean, I could feel my cheeks warming to that. And it was so slimy. <laughs> it was exciting, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say exciting. <laughs> There's one addendum I'd like to put on that. Mm. Having, well, within the last, I don't know, 20 years or whatever, watched <laughs> uh, Planet of Spiders once again. It's the acting of the extras as well. I understand that the s- villagers had all the fight and intelligence bred out of them by the spiders. <laughs> yeah. But I mm. have never seen a bunch of more wooden actors in my life. <laughs> This was Gareth Hunt. He he went on to the Avengers and coffee. He did. <laughs> Why the raving of the fish? Well, because that's what he did. Oh, he, oh, he shook the beans. Yeah, he shook oh, the beans. You heard a rattle sound. I thought you were stabbing someone. No, no, no. no. Or abusing himself. No, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> please. But... As I said, it, you could virtually see them reading the cue cards. Okay. Oh dear, that bad was it? <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, as I say, sort of time lashes a story unto itself. <laughs> Am I the only person in the world who adores time lash? I in want a, to Oh, my God. Yes, I think it's, yeah, it's got to be a guilty secret. <laughs> yeah, guilty. We've already I done watch, that. I watch time lash with lots of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes us on to our proudest old who moment. It does. It does. <laughs> Brilliant moment. Go on, real Keith. I wasn't sure whether I was going to be allowed this but considering some of the things that we put in the best new who moments mm. right. I'm going to have to include this as my best uh, old who moment is it Perry leaning over the fifth dog <laughs> <laughs> no uh, wearing the, a swimsuit the great Dalek push from London to Brighton okay. oh, right. <laughs> which I personally have pushed a Dalek from London to Brighton we've personally yep. been kicked out of McDonald's, McDonald's in yeah. Red Hill yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was for Cot Death what year was it Cot Death Research it was 1986 Seven. Yes, yes, before constructs. Yeah, yeah, constructs had yet to be constructed. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. That was it, that was yeah. it. It was, I, I think I, I did it dressed as a chancellery guard some of the way. Yeah. And it, it, it was the look that we got. The, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it was the looks, <laughs> it was the smiles, it was the humour, and it was the money that was voluntarily given to us. Oh, yeah. Mm. The woman who nearly caused a car accident on Westminster Bridge because she drove, yeah. she stopped her bike and just nipped straight across, what is it, four lanes of yeah. traffic. <laughs> to give us a fiver, yeah. which in yeah. 1987 was a lot of money. That was, that was. Yeah. Uh, strange, we're still almost causing car accidents. Well, yeah. We try. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, mine is remarkably similar to that. Mine was 1985, mm-hmm. and it was Leisure Hive 2, which was my first convention. It was my first taste of <laughs> Doctor Who fandom. It's where I met the real Keith. Hello. And it's when I realised that me and my friend Penny, we weren't alone, we weren't the only two people in the world who liked this program there were tons and tons and tons of us and nine out of ten times they're all really nice people and well it kind of dragged me in and made me proud to be a doctor who fan can i do an addendum oh if you must well it's the fact that most of the people we've met at that convention have been friends for life yeah we still know them yes sods yeah 
Yeah, one crumbly. Uh, this is very much an encompassing statement, this is. Doctor Who, when you say it, it's one of those TV programmes that becomes ingrained upon a nation's psyche. Yeah. Uh, as I say, with immediately recognisable characters like the Daleks, Cybermen, and a host of others. I mean, all of those are immediately recognisable. Uh, right, you can accuse me of being sort of slightly nationalistic in this next uh, statement. <laughs> Never. You're slightly, slightly nationalistic. nationalistic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but whereas um, Star Trek is very American, sort of, it encompasses everything that USA has to offer, Doctor Who is very English, very understated, but very... Uh, what's the best word to describe it? Um, Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, fake Keith. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Doctor Who, it's just one of those programmes that sort of... It encompasses the English psyche. I mean, about how the Doctor, instead of using violence to get his way out of, it, uh, out of a situation, he would rather use his brains and use, you know, sort of uh, talk people around. Mm. In Star Trek's favour, considering when it was made, mid to late 60s, it was one of the first programmes ever to have people from all nationalities mm, exactly, appear, yeah. to have people of all colours appear, oh, yeah. to submit some poor black woman to William <laughs> Shatner's lips. I know, that's how, she how, she ever, how she ever yeah. recovered, you know, is is lost on me. But I, but I know <laughs> what you mean. The English version of Star Trek. Mm. Well, I mean, for me, Star Trek reflects very much the American point of view, is you mm. only can get things done in a massive organisation where you work along with everyone else as one set goal. Yeah. Whereas who is in the right place, the right circumstances, one man can make mm. a difference. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, I'll, you know, I do beg to differ. I mean, sort of, who is definitely not the American, sort of English Star Trek. Oh, no. Well, no, that completely came out wrong and mm. I was hoping you wouldn't pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt Star Trek needed defending because you seemed to be very down on it. No, I didn't mean to be down on it. Well, you were. <laughs> you, you nationalistic person. <laughs> Go on, you. Well, I, all your big picture stuff and I... <laughs> <laughs> there is all that, all, all the meeting of the great people and all that stuff. This is going to be an attack of the Cybermen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, oh, we're reviewing uh, it next time. <laughs> are we? Oh. Uh, back to old Who specifically, rather than Who in general. Mm-hmm. For me, a bit of a turning point of old Who, back when it got a bit more credibility in my mind, was Remembrance of the Daleks. Yes. Mm-hmm. After, as I said, rather embarrassed uh, yeah. first of the <laughs> season, it started solid storytelling, it was getting back into a deeper mythology and that's kind of stepped us to where we are now really Mm. proper characters rather than caricatures Mm. see he did a sensible one I told you we should have done a sensible one (laughs) I I like my one I like my one too I don't like Crumbly's one no that's bits of Crumbly's one I like (laughs) okay poor Crumbly no I'm picking on me (laughs) okay and with that moment of national pride (laughs) we bring you (laughs) to the end of Doctor Who. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is the long-promised and not exactly delivered on time 30-second recommendation for the TV series Sapphire and Steel. Start the clocks. Back in the 1970s when Tom Baker was king and there was only three channels to choose from, a TV show lived in the slot that would one day belong to Emmerdale. This show was one of the most influential, mind-bending sci-fi shows ever to come out of the UK. The premise is relatively simple. Two slightly ethereal people would turn up a new place and a new time every week, usually contemporary Earth, to investigate problems with time. There were no aliens, no monsters. Well, there were lots and lots of monsters, but more about those in a moment. And there were only ever six stories made. Patsy Stone and Ilya Kuryakin, or rather Joanna Lumley and David McCallum, both at the height of their fame, were hired to take on the roles of Sapphire and Steel, written in the main by P.J. Hammond, who would go on to write for Torchwood. But don't hold that against him. It's got ghosts, it's got extremely scary faceless people, all from the Greek paintings, and it's got a sort of downbeat ending that makes Blake 7 appear positively camp. Don't let me spoil it for you. Run, don't walk, and buy Sapphire and Steel. Thanks for having me, guys, and keep up the good work. Be seeing you. I think that's the fastest we've ever heard him speak. Oh, it it must be. Yeah. Great recommendation. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, very Great much so, series. Yeah. Pick it up. Also, the audios. Yes, very good. Yeah, but big finish big again. Finish audios. Yeah. Highly recommended. For your entertainment, Staggering Stories present Subliminal Messages. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid! <laughs> yes. 
you've been writing to us. Yes, you lovely lot. people. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank lots. you so much. <laughs> thank you. To coin a phrase, we've got half a rainforest here of correspondence from all you lovely people out there. Yeah. Certainly Great. have. Great stuff. We've heard from Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello, says, Sarah. Hi there, guys and doll. Really nice <laughs> podcast last time. You felt dirtied by demons. Ooh, uh, that can't be right. <laughs> thank you very much for the credit. Although, did you really have to play that wolf clip again? What? This one? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the feeling that fake Keith is still sore about the doomsday thing. Saying nothing. <laughs> I have a moment of terror, but I don't think it's an obvious one. Yes, we were all creeped out by the excellent blink and by midnight, but I was actually scared by something in 42. As you said, a lot of the fear in the episodes is dealt with by the overriding reassurance that the Doctor is there, it'll be all right. And that's something which has registered with me, even though I only started viewing with Eccleston. This means that when the Doctor was possessed by the living son and started saying how scared he was and that he could kill them all, it really unnerved me. When the Doctor is scared you should be running. Mm. Ooh, yes. Yes. Heroes is back and I must say that even though some of your past news on the show has gotten me worried, I think that Volume 4 Fugitives is a return to form. Mm-hmm. Gone is any mention of formulas and catalysts and all the stuff that had even the hardest Heroes fans going, you what? From the last <laughs> volume. Here you just have the Heroes being hunted by the government, something which has been a possibility since the beginning. Siler being back to his old, psychotically amusing self, and Peter <laughs> Petrelli finally actually thinking before he does something. Mm, true. <laughs> yes, it has had its bad moments, but when Heroes is firing on all cylinders, it is still some of the best TV out there. Well, besides being human, that is, which still does not disappoint. No. The news that it has got a second series is absolutely fantastic. You've been talking about conventions, and I was wondering whether any of you have tried the London film and comic cons. Mm. There's always mm. a wide range of guests and stalls, and it's pretty good all round con. Plus, I've managed to meet two previous doctors there, Tom Baker and Peter Davison, with his round open bland face. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day they'll have the Colin Baker. Hope you're all well. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much. I've actually been to the Comic-Con myself undercover. Undercover? Yeah, undercover. So I haven't been wearing... He wore a moustache. And a dirty back. And a blanket (laughs) over my head. Ah. That's just as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got uh, one from uh, a new correspondent here. Oh, yes. Lizanne from Florida. Hello, Hello, Lizanne. Lizanne. Great to hear from you. She says, dear team and the head of Pertwee. (laughs) It's nice that he's remembered. Yes. Who could forget? Well. Uh, Love the show he's got a smile on his face at <laughs> I just finished catching up with the archives and have been getting very strange looks from people at the grocery store Ooh. so I laugh for seemingly no reason <laughs> just don't drive we get a lot of that yeah. don't go to the grocery store yeah odd shaped potatoes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> turnips mm. I found your discussion of the turnips. Christmas episodes not looking like Christmas time amusing I have always lived in Florida where we have two seasons wet May to November and dry December to <laughs> April Christmas here is quite often 80 degrees and sunny oh, oh, very nice. so Donna's wedding would have fitted right in yeah perfect as a response to your recent discussion of the scariest moments of old new who here's my list worst of old who scary moments the rats in the tunnel in the tunnels of Wang Chiang because it's so obviously a regular rat and a tiny little model of a tunnel oh. <laughs> you noticed that <laughs> yeah. I felt that the doctor could just reach down and pick it up by the nape of his neck and that's a good version of it later when it is a guy in a dodgy rat costume <laughs> he uses even this tiny bit of earlier realism yeah it was a was a bit of it, it was a good story, but that was a little bit of a hiccup. Putant rat. (laughs) Best scary moment of Classic Who? Several. One in particular is the robot attacking Leela when she's alone in a lounge during the Robots of Death. Mm. Scary because we think we have established at that point that one of the robots is the murderer. We know the Doctor can't hear her. Well, yeah. That's Doctor Who titles me. Uh, Also, although Leela is usually able to take care of herself, here the robots seem to outmuscle her. Big run-up here for a creepy moment is when the theatre owner in Towns of Wing Chiang is watching the show and sees blood dripping down the sleeve of the dummy. Mm. That sent to shiver up my spine when I first saw it as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Knew who? Worst, as I see it, is when the Doctor's hanging on the radio tower in the Idiot's Lantern. Hmm. I've never cared for the episode. I just couldn't work up any worry for him, as it was very obvious that he would survive and be fine. <laughs> as if he... Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them the mute people that's quite scary, though. Mm. Well, that had a sapphire and still vibe to it me. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Best, I agree with the ones you have said, i.e. Are You My Mummy? And a second shadow 
and the stone angels <laughs> as my brother commented just unnecessary <laughs> I think her brother got a little scared nice and done yes I've just got two more to add the creepy scarecrows and the schoolboy in the family of blood yeah yep, definitely once again the vast toffee amen perverting what should be innocence into terror and the actor's sideways grin is always unnerving that was just wrong mm, yeah very. also in 42 the phrase burn with me got to me because the doctor was in danger of hurting the very people he was trying to save yep another one for that another yep we missed that one anyway those are my creepiest moments thanks to wonderful podcast and keep it up hmm. thanks for thank writing you. thank you very much great to hear from you I hope we hear from you again and we'll do our best <laughs> we've also got one from our good old friend Scardis hello 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 Scardis hello everyone congrats on making the big four zero life truly begins now <laughs> thank you uh, not sure if Mills and Boone have an audio book department but if they don't then they should just set one up with fake Keith as narrator what is he trying to say <laughs> <laughs> hmm Hard to believe, mid-20 and all my PlayStation 2 is these days is nothing more than a widescreen telly DVD player. That's <laughs> the danger. I use it because it keeps all the subtitles on the screen when I'm watching stuff like Elvish in The Lord of the Rings. Haven't played a game on it in a long time. I'm reading the quick reads from Doctor Who at the moment. These are nothing special, to be honest. Yeah. I really must look into sci-fi section of my local library someday. I've been meaning to read Hitchhiker's Guide series of books. Can't really buy them. What with Ireland in the deepest recession in Europe at the moment, I need to look after those scents. Mm. And besides, the first three new series adventures featuring Donna come out on audio books this month, and I'm really looking forward to those. Speaking of these audio books, Gary Russell's novel Beautiful Chaos will have the audio book adaptation wrote by none other than Bernard Cribbings, according to Amazon, and that's one really to look forward to. Yeah, I've got the book. I think I'll actually go out and buy the audiobook for that one because yeah. it's Big Bold Bad Bernard yeah good to sign it yeah oh yeah going on my most and least favourite one-off characters are and by the way I'm trying to keep away from the baddies as I think they ought to have a whole different category mm. I, yeah. from series one best Simon Callow as Charles Dickens yeah a wonderful performance that still brings a slight bit of moisture to my eye as he laughs off the TARDIS dematerialising at the end of the episode mm. wonderful performance mm -hmm. well well, we've already covered Adam, so I'm going to go with the male members of the Slavine family. I think Annette Badland rescued Margaret's performance somewhat yeah. in Boomtown, so she's saved. <laughs> in series two, one of my favourite one-off characters was Ida Scott. Yeah. She stepped into the semi-companion shoes very well when she and the Doctor went down the pit, and was a well-rounded character. Mm. Worst one for me was Chip from New Earth, bloody walking doodle. <laughs> series Series 3, best one-off, as was mentioned, Sally Sparrow oh, yeah. and the rest of the Assemble of Blink. I must highlight Jessica Hayes-Stevenson's mm. performance in Human Nature, Family of Blood as Nurse Redfern. A wonderful performance, yeah. if I may say. I thought that was outstanding, and mm -hmm. it's a shame that I missed it myself. <laughs> yeah. I should have used it. Worst for Series 3, the crew of the Freighter 42. In particular, Michelle Collins' character. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> Didn't think they were that bad. Bit of both ways on 42, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Series 4, best for me was Clive Swift's performance as Mr. Copper. Yeah. While Voyage remains one of my least favourite episodes, Clive's performance was faultless. Oh, the hate. Honourable mentions goes to Leslie Sharp's Sky performance in Midnight. Yeah. Bad performances for me were the assembled Unicorn and the Wasp, oh. with the exception of Fenella Woolgar as Agatha Christie. <laughs> well, that's it from me for the time being. Hope the Sarah Jane Adventures for Comic Relief will be a good one. Mm. I suppose by the time this goes on air we will already know yep. and that will be set for the Easter special all the best Scardis mm. thank, thank you thank you Scardis Hitchhiker's Guide well worth a read oh Definitely. god yeah you should be able to get, I, I'm actually at the moment listening to the entire series on my mp3 again mm. so that's, it's hilarious people look at me while I'm laughing and giggling in the corner right and we've got one here from our regular listener Win. hello hello Wynn hello he says dear team you've all done very well oh, <laughs> excellent thank you except for fake Keith who censored me. What? <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but what I wrote wasn't anywhere up there with <laughs> with a finger in Sarah Jane. <laughs> that, that's quite enough of that, thank you. Or the bodily fluids conversation in the last podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been quite good this one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to dodge the redundancy bullet for now. Well Congratulations. Well when formulating a plan for how to deal with the issue,
Pikachu, I looked to a man of irreproachable integrity and bravery and I thought, how would El Presidente deal with this? <laughs> Execute the opposition. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah not too far from the truth, actually. So I used my colleagues as human shields. <laughs> oh, there we go, yeah. Yes, they may have families to feed, but I've got Doctor Who DVDs to buy. <laughs> so I think we can all agree the priorities are clear. Yeah. Actually, no one in our section got binned, thank God. Mm. Glad to hear it. I've got a suggestion following my rant in my last email about forums. Since Tacky and TV has gone off the boil and getting the podcast out and tend to stick to commentaries anyway, yeah. how about nicking their forum watch section? You could briefly mm. discuss what the hot topics are and award the bonkers Ming Mong of the week gong. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Ming Mong is Russell T. Davis's name for the fans who do nothing but complain. Yeah. Mm. That's the new in phrase. Is ah. it? Ming Mong. Vaguely racist, doesn't it? To quickly catch up, here's my lists. Weepy Old Who, Sarah Jane's Farewell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Weepy New Who, Wolf's Last Salute. <laughs> Will you please stop playing the clip, you swines? What? This clip? Oh, doctor. Scary, old who. Genesis of the Daleks, the first view of Davros. Unfortunately, at the time it was broadcast, he was the spitting image of an aunt of mine. <laughs> Except for the third eye. Screwed me up something rotten. <laughs> Excellent. Scary, new who. Blink, Nuff said. Yeah. yeah. Best one of character, old who. Binro in the Ryboss operation. Almost won the gong for most moving scene as well. Yeah. It's a long time since I've seen that one. I'm going to have to go can't back, and... No, can't go back and observe that. Worst one off character, old who. The leader of the androids in the Destiny of the Daleks. <laughs> I don't think the wooden acting was him trying his best to be a realistic ro- robot. The dreads put me off as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah silver dreadlocks. That was uh, mm. an unusual look. Yes. Yeah. Best one-off character, New Who, Mrs. Moore, Rise of the Cybermen, Age of Steel. Yeah, yeah. A good one. Yeah. 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 Worst one-off character, New Who, Adam. Yes. <laughs> good to hear the discussion about Firefly. Love it, love it, love it. Now that being human is finished, I can honestly say that apart from Doctor Who and Torchwood, it's the best drama that's been aired on TV in the UK for a very long time mm. it had it all drama scares comedy and great characterisation yep. big thumbs up for Russell Tovey his character was written as a bit of a weed and coward <laughs> yeah. but the way he confronted the head vampire and said going after my friends that got my attention that's, that's line. Line. <laughs> <laughs> with the most evil look on his face was perhaps the highlight of the whole series for me yeah. good taste there mm. Win. that was keep up the adequate work bod me with you Win. <laughs> P.S. real Keith cover your ears sport alert <gasps> sport alert ok here we go la 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 Crumbly. I was lucky enough to get a ticket for Wales versus England at the Millennium Stadium. For our American listeners, rugby union is a bit like American football. I don't know whether to say this or not. <laughs> but, no, it's, no. <laughs> but it's played by men, not wusses in body armour. Ha 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 ha. Ad infinitum. How true, though, how true. <laughs> Have you seen some of the tackles in American football? I beg your pardon? <laughs> tackles. <laughs> oh, ta- not tackle. <laughs> I would want to be wearing body armour if I was on the receiving end of one of those, God. <laughs> I bet. <clears throat> I just like body armour. And tackles. Oh, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, I see what you mean, Will. Um, England have been sort of playing rather uh, shoddily to say the least I mean I watched the uh, England Ireland match on the uh, television the other week and um, basically a couple of the England players were uh, behaving like petulant brats unfortunately right uh, he says we may have lost the slam but as a stereophonic sang we don't really hate you we're not your enemy but as long as we beat the English we don't care hmm. <laughs> I know it's cruel to kick a team when they're down but it's also the easiest time to kick them hmm. thank you for that win yes. thanks win Right, thanks, Win. Don't know what you said, but thanks. <laughs> We've got another new listener here. Mm. This is Eric Stadnick, who's called who's writing even from Alexandria, VA. Now Virginia. 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 Yeah. I'm thinking, is that Vancouver? Is that the um, same continent, different country? Yeah. Hello, Eric. So I was nearly right. Hello, Eric. So listening to the backlog, love the podcast, always wonderful. Thank you. I'll write more once I'm caught up, but I just had to write to say that the show Demons, which you reviewed, stole more from Buffy than just the characters yes. and the initial setups. Mm. You mentioned the episode about hyenas in hoodies. On Buffy, there was a season one episode where a pack of cool, troublemaking teenagers get inhabited by hyenas and go over the edge. Oh, yeah. Hyenas yeah. in hoodies over ten years ago. Now, that's what I call recycling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eric goes on. Now, says Eric, I've finished listening to all your podcasts. Yes, all 40. Yes, I am single. <laughs> and, I f- and I feel I can comment on an equal par with Leslie, Nate and Wynne. First, a few points about older podcasts 
podcasts in brief. One, Voyage of the Damned is the weakest of the Christmas specials. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I hate, I hate Voyage of the oh. Damned. Yes. <laughs> Two, Catherine Tate as Donna Noble did the almost unthinkable. She stole Series 4 of Doctor Who out from under the Doctor's nose. Series 4 might as well have been called the Doctor Donna season. Yeah. She yeah. was brilliant yes yep. yes yep. I, I slightly agree with you there yeah. yep. point three you were right time lash is a terrible story <laughs> <laughs> however i still maintain that time flight is worse if only mm. for the master's pointless disguise as some weird eastern mystic wtf mm, yes. <laughs> you can't say that no, no. no. Yeah. what the flip what the flip thank <laughs> you <laughs> what the fudge mm-hmm. that's it now podcast 40 in particular favorite one-off character of old who this is especially tough as there were so many wonderful support characters over the years on Who. Mm. My favourite, though, is Beatrix Lehrman as Professor Amelia Rumford in <gasps> oh, The Stones yes. of Blood. Mm. Yes. The story bogs in the second half, but she creates such an impression. I wouldn't be surprised if she was the inspiration for the Colin Baker's <laughs> big Finnish companion, Dr Evelyn Smythe. There, mm. there are certainly similarities there. Really? Mm. Certainly similarities. Point two. Favourite one-off character of New Who. It's a tie between Elton Pope from Love and Monsters <laughs> and Sally Sparrow from Blink. Given, <laughs> given that Blink is such a better story than Love and Monsters, it's all the more amazing that Elton Pope came across as such a wonderful character. Yeah. It's a pity he got saddled with such a crummy last few moments. Yeah, mm. yeah I'll, I'll, give that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Least favourite one-off old who, Toberman from Tomb of the Cybermen. He's a terribly racist stereotype who's not even given a proper burial at the end of the story. 1967 never looked so backwards. I think we actually mm. commented on that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, particularly after what we said about Star Trek earlier. Yeah, yeah. it does yeah. make Doctor Who of the same era look very backward. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Least favourite one off New Who. This will be controversial as this character is beloved by many, and as Series 3 offered so many awful characters to hate, <laughs> the human Dalek and Tallulah both oh. make mm. me want to shoot someone <laughs> with a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> I can totally agree with that. <laughs> I need a train gun, not so bad. However, the prize in my book has to go to Madame de Pompadour. Oh. I'm sorry, but I just don't like her. I hate to criticise the vast toffee MN, so I won't. Instead I'll just chalk it up to my personal dislike for poorly explained deep spiritual connections. (laughs) There, that feels better. Thanks for the podcasts, they're such a delight. I look forward to hearing what you folks do in the future. Maybe favourite one-off villains? Mm. In any event, take care and keep up the good work. Yours, Eric Stadnick from Alexandria. Thank you, Eric. Mm, Thank you very much for writing. Yes. Another one doesn't like Madame de Pompadour. I think it's the dress. (laughs) (laughs) Should have taken it off, you think? No. No. <laughs> okay, thank you all for writing. That was absolutely wonderful. Yes, thank yeah, you, thank lovely you. people. If you could write yeah. in bigger letters next time, my eyes are really poor. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch, chat, oh, yes. give mm. us any ideas for future podcasts, just shoot the breeze. You can mm. get in touch with us at show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! Again, without the woohoo. So, sadly, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Uh-huh. In the next one, more of the same, more fun, more frivolity, more news, more reviews, more who old news. New. So this is me, Crumbly, a.k.a. Tom Baker, saying be seeing you. This is Fake Keith, a.k.a. Tom Baker, saying bye. This is Adam, also known as Tom Baker, saying goodbye. Yes, ah, uh, goodbye. I've got this terrible pain behind my eyes. Have you considered amputation? You have been listening to the Staggering Series podcast, Series 1, number 41, featuring Adam J. Purcell as Tom Baker, Andy Simpkins as Tom Baker, Fake Keith as Tom Baker, and the real Keith Dunn as Tom Baker. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This podcast is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Uh, do your heavy breathing. <laughs> Shy. <laughs> I can yes. get you to run round the block. <laughs> <laughs>But this one crumbly enjoyed as well. Did so I? we'll let him... Oh, no, you're going to tell us you didn't like it. <clears throat> no, I didn't watch being human. You didn't watch it? God. No, because I've, so, well, I've been so busy writing um, the next story for the website. It's been taking up a lot of my time, so... Crumbly not appearing too much in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Damned if I know. I think it was. Oh, I think it was. I think we should give credit because we don't want another Sarah, Sarah incident. Yeah. Sarah incident again, do we? Hello, Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
Yeah, how, how long is it, Adam? Oh, about eight inches. Uh, mm. hour, hour and eight minutes. What I've heard. <laughs> do I have to do any heavy breathing for this one? <laughs> Only if you want to. No, that's right. Can I? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. Oh.